This is the 919 Beer Podcast on 99.9 The Fan. Now here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshbaugh and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. We will chat with Camelback Brewing in Sanford. They are a brew pub, beer and food. And uh, they uh, they brought some goodies, so we'll talk about that in just a little bit. A reminder, you can listen to us on Buzz Sports Radio on Saturday mornings. Maybe you're actually listening to us on Buzz Sports Radio right now. That's pretty cool. Obviously on iTunes and Google Play. I'm tired because I'm still struggling from the Duke-Carolina game. Uh, and what Wednesday blowout night. that was. Uh, mm. Blowouts in a lot of different ways there, Wayne. <laughs> I see what you did there with that pun. But uh, So, yeah, you, you guys tell me. What, what am I missing? I didn't really. I didn't really watch the game. Okay, I had an event at the brewery last night. Okay, yeah, Kelly was part of the game, and well. then I fell asleep and woke up and watched. Kelly, the game. Uh, Kelly, Kelly wanted to go out to Mason Jar the other day because of uh, you guys had some like Valentine's Day cheesiness. Oh, going yeah, we on. had our cheesy Valentine on Sunday. Yeah, she was kind of American meltdown was done. It didn't really, it didn't really go with our schedule. But she's like, oh man, I wish we could go to that. That sounds like fun. How was it? It was fun. It it was just just. Trying, you know, it's kind of one of those things we like to think outside the box. And, yeah. Um, we've uh, got somebody, uh, my friend Sarah Larson, starting to starting to hand events over to her, and mm-hmm. that this was kind of her idea, and we, yep. it was just kind of a silly thing. But we have a food truck the third Sunday of every month. It was American Meltdown. Had like to. one of my faves. And she was like, well, great let's truck. do a cheesy Valentine's Day. Had thing. to. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, everybody had a good time. Speaking of Mason Jar, real quick, you brought in uh, you brought in a goodie here. What do we got here? Yeah, so this is our new, uh, it's called Win or Lose IPL. Uh, it's our uh, Brute IPL that we just Brutes made. Brutes are so hot right Winner, now. Winner, lose, or win or lose, win or lose. IPL. Okay. Yeah, it comes from, uh, um, I didn't I didn't want to put Brute in the name. Yeah, but. So it comes from a Napoleon Bonaparte quote, talking about champagne. He drinks it to win, to, when he wins to celebrate, or when he loses to console himself. See, I think you guys should have taken it to the next level and made a Brute IPA that actually smells like Brute Cologne. That was, if Dave and I still had time to make those dumb Facebook videos, uh, we were going to do all the Brute products and like line them up in front of us. Yeah. What, you mean you don't have time? <laughs> One of us. I know, isn't this just, funny? Those are the things now, that put you on the map. You now, need to continue them. Now it continues don't like, where oh, you came I, from, I get Adam. busier, okay. I get busier, and okay. I get busier. Okay, I'll well, go you out and get a bunch of Brute. Fine. You don't have time to dress up? Yeah, don't forget where you came from, bro. Come on now, that's your shit. I mean, you got that's time. To, you got time to go to Napa. Stick. You got time to make a video. That's a good point. It's good. I mean, point. I got I'll time. I got time to peruse Land's End to find the latest flannel. So I mean, you got time to uh, to, to get right. into some drag and go. You're I mean, right. Let's see what the problem is. Make time, not excuses. I exactly. Get I'm get all it. about that. So I got. A, I got. A, I got a quick story. I got to tell. Yeah. The one thing I did. No, I did a couple things. But um, so I went to Bond uh, earlier in the week, and there was uh, it was a crowd in there. Gossip. Yeah, it wasn't a gossip this time. He it was, went in after uh, Wit was on there and be like, "Guys, all the rumors <laughs> right, are true." I was gonna say, like, <laughs> oh, you know, it was great. It was so great. Wait, oh, here comes yep. Mr. Gossip so, Man. So I walk in, and who is standing at the front of the bar where the line is? Wit. Yeah. Wit standing there. Now, granted, there was no line, but he was standing there. So I walk up behind him and I went, "Sir, could you please move? You're holding up the line." <laughs> and he spins around and says, "You stop! I'm waiting on a beer." And yeah. It was just funny because you know we should have been like we all are. That's why we're in line. That's why we're in line. That's what we do. <laughs> right. We wait in lines because that's what people are just. But to the point of that line, now I was there like Friday or Saturday after we'd done the podcast and had that conversation, yep. and there was literally like three of the bar stools were taken, and there was a line out the door where there was twenty people in line, and I'm just laughing like I just walk up to the to the bar and get me a beer, and everybody you know there's still eighteen people in line. That's funny. Yeah. I don't people. I guess Bond Brothers customers do not listen to the podcast. Just I think go. Adam started that with the line down at the Mason Jar. No, 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 <laughs> no. There are a few places, there are a few places that, that are have, set up for that. that. set up for lines. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's a bar. There is no line. There is no line at Bond. That's the thing. But that's, know, that's what makes hilarious. me uncomfortable like, about sitting at a bar when there's no place for a line because you have people reaching that's over exactly you. Right. Yep. It's just not a comfortable situation. Yep. Yeah, well, there is, there is that element. For instance, at, um, I went to Trophy Pizza, and it was their sixth anniversary mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And they brought back the King, which is their peanut butter dibber. Which is a great beer. It's a great beer. And it's uh, it was their beer that actually got my attention six years ago when they were experimenting mm-hmm. with a bunch of different styles. And it, it made me realize that, you know, Trophy has gone in so many different directions that I they haven't brought, they haven't done the King in a really long time. Um, or they, if they have, it's been like a limited thing at maybe on the Maywood location. 
So anyway, uh, went over there and decent little crowd. The weather could have been better. I think sure. that's probably what kept people from hanging out. Been pretty, pretty it's rough. been terrible as of late. And ran into Chris Powers uh, and a few of the people that are usually, you know, are always hanging out at Trophy, um, including William Needham Finley the Fourth. Oh, he yeah, was, he was in the house. Uh, talking <laughs> TV about, insider talking about Fire Festival. Anyway, uh, <laughs> still running that fire train. Hey man, I don't blame him. I mean, I was at the Duke Carolina game, and there were fire memes uh, about Magnesis cars. It's cards. amazing how this has all come back because of the documentaries. I, seriously, yeah, it's never going to go away. <laughs> no, but I, you know, Kelly and I just wanted to get two pints of the king and you know there's no line i'm not i'm not complaining about the line but i had to reach over people because you know how trophy pizza is it's yeah. a very it's a very compact space oh, it's around an the intimate bar space so but they're they're in the process of and we've mentioned this in the podcast before but they're in the process of expanding yeah so you know they're, they took over the what they they own the full building but the laundromat and the convenience store were there because there was a bunch of apartments around there that were still using it but it looks like it's finally come time that they need to expand, and they want to also start that souring program. But it was cool, uh, cool to see, and and uh, I can't believe it's been actually six years. Yeah, I can't either. Well, <laughs> since since no, right? You're up. talking about remembering the king. Like I still vividly remember the first trophy beer I ever had. It was Slingshot Coffee Porter. Yeah. Uh, uh, my buddy Derek had a went to like a tasting thing there, and they did some growler fills. Derek's Derek pretty, Miner. Derek Miner's wow. very well connected with you know in Raleigh. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I've heard of that, that guy back at that time, and um, and he got me one of those. You know, they were the first ones really to have with the small the, with the, pill the small growl, growlers, and uh, I I loved that beer from day one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny they don't really beer. do that anymore. They don't Slingshot? have they don't well they don't have those bottles anymore. Oh they don't well, have no, because they package everything. They package everything yeah, slingshots now. Slingshots even in cans now. It used to be it used to be you'd go there and uh, you would exchange one bottle for a filled one, or they mm-hmm. would you know you, they would take that one and have a clean one for you to fill up. So I kind of felt bad and for they a guy. Had the, they had the um, the counter pressure growler filler. Yeah, too. it's they still there. The ones, I don't, but they were one of the first ones. They were one of the first that. ones to have, and it was funny when a uh, when a guy is like, "Yeah, can I get a can I get a growler of the king?" And they were like, "No." I was like, "Oh." Adorable, adorable. <laughs> I remember when they stopped doing that five years ago. So because it used to be you could do it, but then they 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 shut it down sure. because they were, they only had so much beer at the yeah. uh, at that brewery. Oh, and Growler fills, believe this or not, a bar patrons. I'm talking mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, brewery tap room patrons. That guy specifically who comes in on a Friday evening or Saturday evening during the rush and wants two Growlers filled. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, there are ways of going about it that yeah. make a little more sense. Maybe Saturday at, like, 2 p.m. Yeah, but sure. that's why I like the way Bond does. They they do the uh, Crowler fills. Right, they, they right. Fill, then there's no question. Yeah, you just walk then, in and then grab there's a Crowler. No, there's no question. Yep. And it's tough to say, yeah, these are only Growler filling hours. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things. It's like going to a restaurant at, like, 11.50 when they close at midnight. Yeah, the kitchen's and, closed. And you order a steak. Yeah, kitchen's closed, guys. Don't be that guy. Just yeah. just don't be that guy. There's plenty or of Walk yeah. in and, and, and say, order. all right, is this an appropriate time to make this transaction well, is it a steak of, or is it fries speaking of uh packaging i was uh they also had the triple surfer um which was their cloud yes surfer. yes so, larry, larry g jones uh told me about that yeah at, at our bottle release a couple weeks ago and he would he went there before he came to get some uh barrel aged moonlight so they had run out of it that night so i was kind of bummed out but they still had it on tap so like yeah. initially was that like, okay let me grab this i heard it's fantastic let me grab uh let me grab the king and then i'm gonna get a uh, four-pack of this triple surfer ticket home and watch the Canes uh, sure. against the Rangers. Uh, but uh, you need a triple surfer. You would have probably game. gone through a four-pack. Yeah, with Henrik Lund- Lundqvist. Lundqvist, yeah. I mean, but, that game uh, was stressful. But there were a Glad bunch of over. but there were a bunch of jerks who bought yeah. cans of the triple surfer before I was able well, to get to it. That's typical Raleigh behavior. Jerks. Yeah. So I bet they were showing off after. So they did it. I know worst thing, worst case scenario. I had to hang out at Trophy longer and, try, and yeah. have this triple surfer on top. It was good. It's, like, or it's around ten percent, and you wouldn't know it. It's really, really good. Have you yeah, had the Detroit pizza yet, though? What's that? Have you had the Detroit I'm kind of busy on Mondays when at four. At, when the, when they release the Detroit I would Detroit think pizza. they would bring you one, Joe. I mean, you nah. are the consummate consumer for nah. them, and you, you constantly should, you talk about it. You should do about. a little, little segment trade. Although, uh, you two be on the lookout for my 40th birthday extravaganza because it might be taking place at, at, a, trophy? at a trophy property. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm shocked. I know. Shocker, right? I'm shocked. I'm just shocked that, you, that you're turning 40 so soon. I thought so, you were don't remind much me. younger than that. Don't remind me. I'm not, so, I'm not ready for you're it. You're catching up to me, Joe. <laughs> I'll always be younger. <laughs> so, speaking of bunch of jerks. Yeah. Uh, you know our friend friend of the show, uh, Paul O'Claire. Yes. From Deep River. We haven't had him on in a while. We haven't. I need to get him on by you a text. Him. I texted him on Sunday when, you know, all that Don Cherry stuff. It's been happening. It's been festering for a little while. 
uh, marinating, if you will. Um, if you don't know what's going on, long story short, the Hurricanes, uh, God forbid, like to have fun and celebrate in unorthodox ways if you're in the hockey world uh, at the end of the games. Some people... If they win and they're at home. If they win at home. And and they do these things. It's gotten the fans involved. Uh, people actually you know, stay to the end of the my game. My son stays up late with me mm-hmm. when I allow it to watch the end of the game, yep. to, to watch the celebration. It's a fun thing. Let's have fun in sports. It's it's Yeah, cool. absolutely. Uh the some of these uh, OG original six uh, insiders mm-hmm. are not fans. One being Don Cherry. Don Cherry yeah. wears well, some of the most ridiculous outfits. He called the first hockey game ever, didn't he? <laughs> no, well, you you just referenced it. Uh, Cherry is. It, it was ironic. Old. It was ironic that a man who has made a career on yelling loudly into the camera while wearing oh my gosh. drapes as yes. a suit, yes, yes, uh, would be calling out a team for a look outlandish at me behavior. outlandish right. behavior. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. I mean, I, the irony was thick. Oh, was. palpable. Yes, uh, the juiciest, anyway, if you will. Names Don Cherry. I'm like, all right. Yeah, he's got to do something, right? Somebody's got to do a cherry goza because gozas are brewed with salt. Right. We got to call it Salty Don Cherry. <laughs> so I texted Paul, and I'm like, dude, you guys are already in. Because Deep well, River has their own like pub in let, there. And I'm uh, like, Just, you got to see if you can do a cherry goza for the Canes game. Yeah. You're already in there. By, it will sell out. By, by osmosis, because I do live with an intellectual property uh, lawyer. Nobody cares about that stuff. You John. couldn't. You couldn't call it Don Cherry. No. You could call it. You sal- could call, you could call it, it that. Salty, you can't name it that. You could call it Salty Cherry. Sure. But you can't. The minute you put Don in there, you could. You could call it Salty Cherry and put a ridiculous pattern Salted on the can. On cherry. Ooh. I it's like that. It's all about that. the kerning. Get like, the spacing between. I like that. I like that. Salty with an I. You put some like serious D-O-N thought into this. O N Cherry Does Paul get goes this or what? I don't know. He said we were actually just thinking about something like needs this. Needs to get on that right now. But Ride honestly, the wave. Honestly, what's it going to hurt if you get a season? Bitter assist? Canadian tears. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny, too. Oh, wow. That would be funny, too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, usually the ones that are complaining the most are the Canadian media. Well, that's Hockey Night in Canada. That's right. Canadian in general. Right? Yeah. I, used to, I so, used to employ one. A. Hey, Scott. So, <laughs> so. That was the worst combination too, because he was also from Buffalo. Or he's a Buffalo oh. fan too. So it's like it's like oh. he's from Canada, but he was a Buffalo brutal. sports fan. Except brutal, for the, uh, brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah. Anyway, so long story short, I want somebody to come up with that, not just to have in your tap room. I want it at the Canes games because mm-hmm. it would crush it. Right. It would crush it. All right, reminder, Salted on cherry. <laughs> reminder: You can listen to the Nine One Nine Beer podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we got a lot of great guests. Uh, you can actually go back a couple of years to, to to find Deep River. It's been a while, though. Deep tracks. Deep with tracks. Deep River. Yes, exactly. He was on last year. We had him on last year. We'll, was he we'll on get last him, year? We'll get him back on soon. I feel like it's been longer than that. We'll get him back on soon. Okay, well, that, that sounds fair. Uh, so yeah, check us out there and on the WRL Sports Fan app. Again, we got plenty of beer guests that you might be interested in that you can go back and check out. And uh, be a dear, subscribe, rate, rating five stars only. Sub if you're real. Five stars only. Come at me if you got one star. You got to back it up. Yeah, if you got one one star, if you got one star, we got to know what the hell the problem is. I'm sorry. I mean, that's ridiculous. Anyway, just say it. Sub, five star, no haters. Let's say hello to our podcast guest today in Sanford. Yes, Sanford. We haven't had a brew. City. (laughs) There it is. Uh, As I uh, lovingly drive past it from time to time when there's a U.S. Open at Pinehurst. Uh, Camelback Brewing in Sanford. Mike Steck, head brewer, and Randall Yao, the general manager. This is just my obnoxious way of pointing out we don't hear a lot about Sanford. So I guess we should start with why Sanford? Uh, Well, thanks for having us. We're we're glad to be here today and and represent Sanford. Um, We're not the first brewery in Sanford. We are the first brew pub. Um, we're, you're talking to two local guys here who uh, really wanted to just do kind of start a local grassroots uh, brewing company in our hometown and just, you know, like like most breweries try to do, uh, celebrate what's significant uh, culturally, historically about where they're located. And uh, that's really the, the basis of how it got started. I was a home brewer um, and brewed, home brewed for many years and just kind of, kind of kept taking it up uh, to the next level and decided to kind of throw my hat in with uh, the the emerging craft beer scene, uh, not only in North Carolina but in in my hometown, and uh, we decided to actually incorporate food mm-hmm. with with the uh, the brewery and become a brew pub. Um, just in talking to some of the breweries around Triangle, 
the ones that didn't have food at the time were looking at ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it might be a good marketing tool there to kind of get people in. Um, Sanford, with the craft beer scene, um, still kind of in its infancy. Um, you know, we really just wanted to try to be a driver for economic development in Sanford and then being right <laughs> off of US-1, try to attract people in from the Raleigh area and up from the Southern Pines area, yeah. like you said. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's a it's a pretty straight shot from Raleigh and Cary to get up through Pine up to Pinehurst because that's often oftentimes why people are, are headed in that direction. And obviously, you have the retiree community that uh, likes to hang out, or the, just the destination that is Pinehurst for golfers and people who want to vaca- uh, vacation. So, Randall, uh, the one thing that I always love uh, about breweries is that, and you're seeing it more in North Carolina, is look, Raleigh's gonna be able to take care of itself. Highly populated areas like Cary, uh, Charlotte, they're all they're all going to have their own particular scenes. But for craft beer to really grow and get to the masses, I mean, you're going to have to have some outposts. You, know, you can't have beer deserts, for lack of a better term. So, you know, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, with about six or seven months you guys have been open, what's been the reception from the locals to having that place? Um, it's been it's been very positive. Uh I think the main thing is everyone appreciates how, uh, and Mike wanted to do this a lot, that he mm-hmm. wanted it to be something you'd see in Raleigh or Durham. He mm-hmm. didn't want it to be just uh, him in the back with like pots and pans making beer. He wanted a real <laughs> he wanted a real system. He wanted you to be able to see the system with the glass. He wanted to be able to have food. He wanted to have just a really nice like down home kind of place and bring it to Sanford. Randall, you uh, actually you guys provided the food today too that we just ate and that's kind of your specialty right you, you yes. have a restaurant background uh which you said that's why mike brought you in but um how's it been for you how has your menu uh kind of been received and how have you kind of changed it as you guys have been starting it, it's been like the beer where mike you know isn't going to, he changes up the beer i change up the menu uh, now and then um it, like i said before uh i had hummus on the menu originally sanford's more of a pimento cheese kind of town um, but generally, the menu's been well-received. Uh, people like different things. I have a vegan wrap on the menu, and you wouldn't think a vegan wrap would go over well in Sanford, but the people who want that, mm-hmm. they can't get that anywhere else. So it becomes one of those kind of things. Yeah, that, that's what I get back to with the reference to the to the desert. I mean, there, outside of this podcast, there's this whole phenomenon of food deserts and things like that. And there are people, regardless of where you are, that have dietary needs or will be interested in doing it, but it's just not available to them. So that's great that you guys are doing that because – just because it's Stanford doesn't Stanford doesn't mean that there aren't people who want this. And and there there've been people who aren't vegans who've ordered it just to try it. Of course, yeah, and, why and not? that sort of thing. You know, I've never had tofu before. Let me uh, try I've this. been a vegan for a meal before. Uh, Did I tell you one, every so often. Every so yeah. often. One of my favorite restaurants in Raleigh's Fiction Kitchen, and it's it's yeah. vegetarian and vegan, and it's incredible. I mean, it's well, really and, nice. and that gets back to the beer as well. Typically, in doing this podcast for the last five years or so, you know, there's a kind of a an amusing ah, you know, that's just like a Bud Light town or a Miller Light town or something like that. No, not true. I mean, you have to like if it's available to them people will, if people like good beer they're going to find the good beer they're going to drink the good beer so uh, when you are thinking about this when you, when you brew things what are you uh, what are you trying to brew towards are you trying to introduce people to something that's better than what they're you know fam- they're familiar with the style so you're going to give them the better version of it or are you just going straight up I'm like all right here's this IPA 8% let's go yeah, Joe, I think we're trying to do really a little of both is, you know, we are encountering, you know, the macro drinkers still, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, how can we kind of reel them in? So it's like, hey, we'll have a light lager on that's kind of mildly hop. And a lot of times we find that, you know, it's received really well because they get started, they kind of get hooked. And next thing you know, they are drinking the Imperials and, and they've kind of gone full spectrum. So that's kind of fun to see and kind of kind of walk that walk with them. Uh, so we wanted, we knew we wanted to have a, a, a wide variety of stuff. I mean, of course, you know, we wanted to have a couple of different IPAs just because, I mean, they're right now, I mean, who doesn't love, love that? And, um, but the we juicier, know, the better. That, yeah. So, I think the more right. crushable, the better. Yeah. <laughs> hazy, hazy, juicy all the way. Um, but, you know, really we just, you know, we, we wanted to have a light lager and then kind of work our way up to, to the darker stuff and then cover kind of everything in between. Um, the good thing is, it's kind of given me freedom because we're, we're mainly right now we're just taproom in, inclusive. So we want you to come to our place, drink our beer, let us feed you and kind of experience, you know, what we have to offer in, in our, in our environment. Uh, we, we are, we do a little bit of, of beer out the door. Um, I think we're on tap right now, our brewing queue and apex and carry. So we have some limited uh, outlets there, but we just want to kind of keep the menu rotating, cover as many different styles as we can. Um, it's really it's fun for me as a brewer to kind of tackle styles that I'm not as familiar with. 
um, like some of the sour beers and things like that. Um, but, you know, I feel like uh, just in our market, being able to offer that variety is, is key and uh, have that answer for people. Speaking of which, what are we drinking right now? Right now we're having the Chatham 1951 lager. And okay. it's, it's an American lager. This, this we call like kind of one of our, our segue beers. You know, how can we get a macro mm-hmm. macro drinker on the hook and, and kind of keep them there and, and move on down the line? With I, I mean this as a compliment, and people who listen to the podcast know this as well. This is beer-flavored beer, and that's good. Thank you. You know, because it, it, it at least it gives you, like we talked about, uh, what you're familiar with, but just better. And that's uh, that's good stuff right there. I appreciate that. Um, lager man. Oh uh, no, I wasn't even going to talk about loggers. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was going to Mr. Are you still talking about wine? Mr. Logger hat. I'll get there. Okay. He's okay. going to talk about wine and Mr. Napa. Have some patience. Uh, that's true. I forgot. Have some patience, which I, it takes I, to make loggers. I forgot that he's all on the avocado toast and Robert Mondavi. <laughs> Yes. How could you forget that? Oh, it's funny. I, when I went through- You haven't looked uh, at his Facebook, obviously. I was- uh, Where was I? I was at- I'm a wine guy now. I was at Target. <laughs> I was at Target the other day and had like a box of Robert Mondavi. I was like, oh, look at this. That's where Adam was. Did you say a wine guy? Wine. Yeah, I'm a wine guy now. <laughs> wine. Yeah. Uh, Wheat thins. Well, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just kind of back up a little bit. Uh, the name Camelback, where does that come okay. from? Uh, so the name Camelback, uh, just getting back to the whole local thing- is uh, Camelback Bridge is an old train trestle bridge that actually connects Lee and Chatham County over the Deep River. Okay. Uh, so we were just looking for a kind of that, that historical geographical icon to be the namesake of the brewery. Um, so we we're kind of, you know, we're hitting Now I get the bridge right? on, on, on your shirt and, and on this glass. That's right. So just, you know, kind of the, the local throwback. Uh, and, and we get a lot of people, hey, what, tell us about that. You know, so we're kind of, you know, while you're here, even though you might not from, be from here, we're, we're giving you a little, you know, kind of selling that story along with the beer. But then the hat you're, you're sporting has a different logo, the patch there. It's the, yeah, I like it. Well, thank you. I, so that that was the 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 actual infancy of the the brand. Okay. Was, you know. So you can't buy that hat. Uh, you'd have to come to our brewery. Oh, but yeah, you can't right. get it though, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good looking hat. I mean, I like the camel on it. I mean, I'm a I'm a uni, uh, Camel University grad, so I'll, of course anything with the camel. Okay. I like the camel. Thank you. Look. All right, so um, easy Adam. Let's start. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start talking about the beers. Uh, we started with this. You said it's Chatham, nineteen fifty one. What's the significance of that name? Um, we kind of got into a, a, a tight spot where uh, some of our business partners in this venture um, wanted some beers named after them, and one of them had to be a lo- happened to be a local attorney in town. So, our, the first hazy we did was called Not Guilty. So then, of course, like you know. Everybody else is like, hey, well, when are you going to name a beer after me? So, yeah. <laughs> We're not. Actually, Chatham 1951 uh, how about my, no? my father-in-law. So, oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, there's a, yeah. You're getting some points there. His last name's gotcha. Chatham. He was born in 51. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like your, uh, it's like your email address, you know, Chatham 1951 right. at NC. Yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I like learning about people's names. You know, it's, it's sometimes there's a significant story behind it. Sometimes it's you just name after your I think that's. Important when your investors <laughs> ask for something, <laughs> exactly. Occasionally, you have to give it to them. Not always, Sometimes. but well, you know, we try to name the beers after local, you know, stuff of local uh, significance. But you know, that that doesn't it is always the case. I mean, you got to have the dumb beer names too. I mean, you, you, a lot of them out there are dumb. So yeah, yeah you just so, just yeah. fall right in. Right. Yeah. No. Um. So what else did you bring us today? All right. So we got. Hold on. Hold on. Let's let, microphone first, and then you can get. Then then I'll let you get the beers. <laughs> All right, so we got two Adam different- Eshball, radio expert. <laughs> so we got we got two different. You've IPAs. seen me on the radio. Yeah. Um, we talked about the West Coasty a little bit, so we got our West Coasty. Um, we got our, our New England style. We have our Winter Warmer, which is a, a more of a a brown ale brewed with uh, black pepper and molasses. I tasted that at the brewery. Didn't oh, you did? I? Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, that, was a, that was a pretty cool beer. We have our uh, first sour beer, so it's a cherry pomegranate Berliner Weiss, and uh, I think that's it. Um, Great. Well, look, while you're getting that out, I want to talk food again real quick. Yeah, I was going to say, did we just skip over the food? No, no we'll we, get to the food. Okay, because so, it was really good. Uh, again, thank you guys for bringing lunch. Um, let's talk about what you brought and and kind of what what people can expect when they come in to see you guys. So so you brought us um, – I can't get those deviled eggs out of my head. Are they actually deviled eggs? Like, what do you call them? Uh, they're deviled eggs with bacon on top and then the hot sauce on the side. We, we run those pretty much as a special – Every trivia night and during the weekends and everything like that, and that goes over pretty well. Those things were awesome, I think, because of two things: the bacon, and that's good. It's also because it's a deviled egg. Mm-hmm. And well, I love deviled eggs. Deviled, <laughs> eggs, deviled <laughs> eggs are the best. Yes. Um, 
but the bacon and then the hot sauce. And you said you make all of your sauces and mustards and yeah. all of that in-house. Uh, I, mean, I mix them up. And sometimes I buy off-the-shelf stuff and I add things to them to okay. them what I, where I want them and that kind sure. of Sure. Yeah, the hot sauce was great. I, I've never had deviled eggs like that with a big old chunk of crispy bacon and hot sauce. But good. it's going to be a new thing that for me. That was good. So uh, we, growing up, we always would do, do the eggs and little Texas Pete on it. But yeah. we didn't have the bacon like that. So no, yeah. the bacon was... <laughs> yeah, anytime you add bacon to anything, well, of course, it's going yeah. to improve it. You know, bacon is the fairy dust of food. You just sprinkle it on something <laughs> and it improves it's always it. Good. It really does. You could you know. say the same thing about pimento cheese as well. So that was, I'm assuming that's a house-made yes, pimento is. cheese that yes. you had with the uh, with the pita. That was also very good. The, pimento cheese is... Look, I don't consider myself... I don't consider myself an expert. I do consider myself a pimento cheese lover yeah it does um and what i find interesting is that there's such a variety mm-hmm. of of yeah, styles not, yeah there's right? not one way to do it it's like, no, like sometimes salad. you get it really dry mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. yours was not really right. dry yours would be the kind that um joe you, you're not a mayonnaise fan uh, but i have been known to substitute pimento cheese for mayonnaise when making a sandwich oh and that would be Right there, or, or like on top of a burger. To, to that be, would be like the uh-huh. perfect pimento cheese yeah. on top of a burger. To be clear, I don't like straight mayonnaise. Right. But I understand that mayo has it's because been because it's key called mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. It's a key ingredient <laughs> to certain dishes, like the mayonnaise deviled eggs. A lot of yes. people here. You need mayonnaise for the deviled eggs. You Absolutely. need mayonnaise for mm-hmm. pimento cheese. So it's kind of like how I was with a, as a kid, where like I didn't want to eat a tomato. When you put ketchup on it, I'm all about it. Right. Or tomato sauce, I was all about it. It wasn't until I got older that I actually liked, appreciated like an actual tomato mm. slice and things like With that. With a lot of mayonnaise on white bread. Perfect. Uh, yes. Salt and pepper. Yes, that is that is the way to go. Um, so the you had a, I mean, we, we didn't really talk about it here, but you also had like a fancy, wasn't well, a bratwurst. <clears throat> It, it was, was a bratwurst. It was a brat. But what? But you had a fancy had a French name. Oh, yeah. Had a French name. Uh, we have three, fancy French. Name. We have three different brats on the menu. Okay. Um, and I'll start with the the one we we sell quite a lot of that has a cult following. Yeah. We have one called the Americana, and it's literally American cheese, mustard, and ketchup. Okay. And we sell quite a bit of those. Hey man. But, but we also have the Bavarian, which is homemade mustard, hot sauerkraut, mm-hmm. and then we have the saucisse, which is Havarti cheese, mayonnaise, and caramelized onions. Or you could do the saucisse with the mustard and uh, sauerkraut, like I did. Yeah, I think I did that too. I just threw actually. it all on there. Yeah, I think I, I think it slapped it all on there. And then you had the, the pretzel hot dogs and brats from the school of thought. Of, the more stuff you put on, the better. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So, so you got a variety of those. Although, the, so that's the top seller. It's like a like a glorified hot dog. Uh, yeah, we sell quite a bit of those. Okay. Um, Mike's brother-in-law likes that one. Okay. He, uh, we sell. Uh, I, I always know when he's in the house because I see the order and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's he's here. <laughs> Does he order like six? No, he order, he orders like two, but he, he doesn't want any mustard. Okay. It's just ketchup. Right. And I know that's sacrilegious to some people, but you know, we we, we aim to please non Chicago stuff. He can't go to the roast and order a hot dog. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to go into like a hot dog as a sandwich type of debate here when Mm -hmm. it comes to these types of things. But like I mean if you you want to put ketchup on your hot dog, put ketchup on your hot dog. I'm gonna judge it. Well, you know, see that's the how you want to eat it. George judges you at the roast. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's the way I am as a chef. If you want to have a steak with a glass of white wine, have a steak with a glass of white wine. Throw some slather some ketchup all over that well done steak. Don't put any steaks out from my steak if I cook it. Be honest, be honest, if somebody orders a well-done steak, you probably go, oh. No, see, that doesn't bother me because I know a lot of people who eat like that, and the way yeah. you do that is four minutes on each side, and then you pop it in the 500-degree oven, and then you make everybody else's steaks, and by the time you're done, that one's ready. That one's ready to yeah. go. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> my brother eats it that way, and it, I cringe every time. Uh, what are you going to do? With ketchup? No, 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 just well done. 57. Well done. <laughs> the, 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 cl- only thing, the classy, the classy ketchup. The classy ketchup, the, yes. the only thing that's ever really bothered ketchup. me as a chef before <laughs> is someone ordered a BLT one time and wanted me to put peanut butter and jelly on it. I like that flavor wow. combo though. Uh, wow. All right, not with lettuce and tomato though. Oh, you wanted the lettuce oh, and tomato yeah, too? Wanted, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. The I don't whole, know, man. I'd try. Uh, I'd give it a shot. I mean, that's not that. That's not too far off from the I'd Krispy Kreme burger where you got like two, you know, the the, the normal Krispy Kreme glazed donut yeah. with a burger, bacon, uh, ketchup, or not ketchup, um, tomato and lettuce. On I feel there, like the I guy was just in a rush and he didn't have time to eat two sandwiches. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe. So back to your menu. Uh, you said it it changes up quite a bit, but but. Uh, you know, when if people there's a lot of people that listen to this that might be like, oh, maybe we should. There's a couple breweries in Sanford. Let's go down there. We can have lunch at at Camelback. Um, how often do you change your menu? Uh, probably every probably every other month. 
I okay. mean, it's, it's not quite seasonal. I mean, we So don't, like a 60-ish day. Yeah, that sort of thing. We add things. We take things off. We put them on, that sort of thing. We also have uh, part of the menu is uh, you can build your own grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, oh so, nice. And it's it's from cheddar to manchego to Havarti uh, cheese and several other things. You can add uh, fresh jalapenos, ooh, not pickled to them. Bacon. You can add bacon. You can add pepperoni. What time do you open Saturday? My, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, my 10-year-old just went, excuse me? I can do what now with the grilled cheese? Yes. Yeah. So it's, your 10-year-old yes. listens to the beer podcast? Mm-hmm. I make him listen to all of my Good work. Good for you. Including Good for the beer you. Podcast. you. You will respect my work. <laughs> yes. Okay. What, what goes better with beer than cheese, bacon, and brats? Yeah. I mean, that uh, sounds... Yeah, those, man, the, I, I well, can't. those deviled eggs. So, right. Mike, those, do those you... Deviled eggs. Do, with the, based, on the, based on what you guys do with the menu, I mean, is there a tendency to kind of, what you want to brew, go with what's there to... I mean, not not all beer goes with everything, so yeah, we are we're always trying to look on how we can capitalize on some good flavor combos, like you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, um, especially some of the hoppier beers, um, you know, and, and then trying to pair some brats and some different toppings on brats. And we do specials all the time if we think we're releasing a beer that might go well with some certain fare. Um, I usually, you know, Randall and I will talk and we'll we'll try to release a special with a beer release that mm-hmm. we think the flavors will really work together. Uh, okay, so, yeah, we do that quite a bit. So you're not. Uh, this doesn't sound like a desserty beer kind of place, then. No, yeah, we're definitely not not that. Um, so you know, we're we're more of a come in, you know, have kind of run our menu, if, mm-hmm. you know, if if you will. And uh, yeah, no, we we don't we don't want you to come drink okay. one ten percent imperial and leave. All right, so you guys have been open now for uh, just over six months, right? Yeah. Okay, so what? Um, it, I always like asking these questions because you guys are like right in the middle of it right now. So. Uh, when you had the plan to open up, you know you have it in your head how things are going to go. Uh, what uh, what went the way you thought it would, and what surprised you? Yeah, I mean, really everything. Um, and, and you know, it was kind of the the whole just you know jumping through hoops to get open was was one main thing. And I think for me, I kind of thought getting open was the hardest part. And then once we got open, it was everything. You just kind of just mm-hmm. you know you got caught up in that hurricane of just the daily the daily grind, but it's a good, I mean, it's a good daily grind. It's a good stress. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything, I'd say everything top to bottom, completely different than what you kind of build it up to be, or you think, you know, you think things are going to go one way and we've been completely surprised in some aspects. We haven't been much surprised in other aspects, but you know, we just, our main thing is we just want to put out good beer and good food, um, and have a good atmosphere for people to enjoy themselves. And, um, if we can kind of get some, you know, kind of showcase Sanford and get some people um, from surrounding counties in, and you know, kind of just be be known as uh, a, a destination for for Sanford, uh, I think we've we've kind of hit kind of what we wanted to do with with Camelback. Back to the beer, okay. uh, by the way, which I think is, I mean, so far you're two for two. Okay, thank um, you. This next beer we're drinking right now is your West Coast style IPA. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. <laughs> the bacon kind, the maple kind. <laughs> uh, what what what's this beer's name? Uh, so this is called Hops on Steel, which Steel Street is the main main uh, street in downtown Sanford. So okay, and there's actually a, a building called the Shops on Steel. So we just okay, kinda, you know, we're kind of kicking back a few years now with incorporating hop into the name, if that's still relevant. Um, but uh, yeah, so Hops on Steel. So this is our this is our West Coast IPA, and um, this is something we try to keep on tap most of the time. Yeah, um, heavy on Galaxy and Amarillo there, so. That, Hopefully you're getting. You don't see a ton of Galaxy West Coast IPAs. Um, it's very tasty. It's uh, you. you know it's got that fruitiness from from those ga- the Galaxy hops, but it's nice and dry, crisp. What's the ABV on this thing? Uh, this is seven point one percent. Okay, so right. I mean, this is this is like classic. Yep. West Coast, just like this is. We were talking about this before the podcast, and I say this. I feel like every week. Like I prefer West Coast IPAs. I'm at that point now where yeah. I, I can't do I can't argue with that. Can't do the New Englands anymore. You give me this, give me two of these, and I'm and a couple of deviled eggs, and I'm I'm good for the night. I can do the New Englands. I mean, I still like I've <laughs> pharmacy's kind of been my place the last few weeks. And I'll go in there and I'll usually get a New England, and then I'll go to something else because that one New England. Yeah, it's just, just so enough. filling. It's just enough. Yeah, and it the, is. And it's, this, it's, it, they can get heavy. These are just nice and crisp and clean and. Yeah, I, I I dig it. It's got that nice nice bitterness, not overly bitter, but it's just a good balance in this beer of of the fruitiness from the hops and a little bit of bitterness. Um, Would you say you're doing in New England as well, though, right? We do. Yeah, we've done we've done. I think two. Or Might three as well of break them. it out. Yeah, it's just you know, throw it down. As a brewer, I, I enjoy doing the West Coasties a lot more than, than the New Englands. Um, just you know, we don't we don't make a habit of like putting lactose and other stuff in beer. Um, 
Now, do you put? Do you have lactose in in your we, New England? We do not. Okay, we do not. Yeah, we just kind of do a natural haze with white wheat and uh, some flaked oats. Okay, sort of naturally. And this isn't even all that hazy. It's just. Uh, Did you do anything to change your water chemistry? We do for the IPAs, of course. Like we're we're adding some water salts and things of that nature. Um, sure. Some, some of our other house beers, not so much. Um, the good thing about Sanford is, um, you know, the water profile is, is, is fairly middle of the road. Uh-huh. So there's not too much we have to do. We're not doing RO or anything like that. We're just um, a lot of times we're just kind of building on what's already there and just you know, pH alkalinity and and rolling with it. All right. So, so to talk about Sanford, um, we'll come back to the beer. Yeah, go for but it. while Adam's opening it up and getting ready to pour, you know, you guys are a Big. town of almost thirty thousand people. I just put up the population on it, and you had to be the largest town in the state without a brewery, I would think. That's right. Um, um, well, we went, I mean, it, it, questions started getting raised in the community. It was like, you know, when, when is Sanford going to get a brewery? And uh, there were there were several of us um, that were kind of, you know, just hitting the pavement at the same time, going through the same things, trying to get something open. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and just there was there was news stories that came out like when is Sanford going to get a brewery, uh, is Sanford going to get a brewery? And uh, I think you know a lot of that is the answer was yes all along, but it's just the time it took to jump through the different hoops to to get the thing open. I mean you know we say Camelback established 2012 and oh wow yeah so I mean it, okay. it, it literally took <laughs> so it's been that a minute. much time it's been a while huh right to get I mean yeah I was brewing so you took the whole river plan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, you know. yeah, we can all laugh about that now. Sorry, Ben. You know, just, feel your pain. <laughs> but you know, I think anybody in the industry would just tell you. you know, I mean, it's just the time. The yeah, time, absolutely. You know, you, and I think that's what separates that the you know the the businesses that open is just if you can stick out, stick it out. And so, when know, did Hugger Mugger open? They opened six months before we did. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is um, is there a beer you can call Palomino? From the old hotel? Yeah, the old Come hotel. Come on, Joe. Ah, hey, that might be What do you know it. about that, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just drive past it. I'm it's fascinated. by the hour, right? I am fascinated. Can you bring this up last week? On I the did, because yeah. when you said Sanford, I'm like, oh, okay, well, then I must, <laughs> yeah. I must be driving past the Palomino. I, I don't know anything about it. I've literally been look, to Sanford right, once so in my life, and that was for, when I met Mike. For those who are not familiar with this, there is an old hotel, <laughs> clearly mid-century modern from, you know, early <laughs> 60s. modern? I mean, that's no, it's not, honestly, oh, I, know, I know the one I'm fascinated by. I, the, the, the reason why I bring that hotel up is because I find the whole the whole motif fascinating. I mean, it, clearly, at some point in time, the design and its location meant something like it. It was like a legitimate sure hotel. When, when US one was two lane and it took you all the way to Florida before Interstate 95. Right. right. So yeah. that this was like a legit sure. hotel that actually had a design mm-hmm. to it uh, that is pretty recognizable. Uh, but then, you know. Over time, and trust me, this is coming from somebody who grew up in South Florida, and we would make trips up and down 95 all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved here, and we would drive back down to Florida to see over time as cars got Absolutely. better, yeah. and you could drive further, all the hotels that have basically been sitting there decrepit mm-hmm. along 95 because you don't have to stay there anymore outside of like Lumberton or Florence and those types of places. But anyway, so when you drive, and people who... Uh, might not make their way to Sanford, but they've gone to, say, the U.S. Open from Raleigh because they wanted to go see the golf tournament or any other event that's in Piners to go golf Piners. You drive past this thing all the time. So mm-hmm. I've, like, Googled it, just or, <laughs> and there's, like, a Wikipedia entry for it and everything. Oh, wow. Like, explaining all, the th- all these things. So it's like, it's almost like you got to have a little riff on it, you know? I mean, it's, it's, there, there are some people who just associate it with the town. Um, my uh, little league baseball team was yeah. sponsored by the Palomino. See, so, I love it. and and the, the older gentleman, I believe his name was Doug Johnson, who used to own it. Mm-hmm. His family used to own it. I believe they sold it off. Now, they sponsored a ton of sports teams. That's awesome. And because, like you said, back in the eighties, you know, they, it was Palomino a, it was, was a making some place. They had golf tournament guys come down, yes. and stay there, and then drive in. Yep. So, yep. Nice. So where exactly are you guys located in Sanford? I mean, I've been to Hugger Muggers, which is right downtown. So where are you guys in relation so to that? So we're right off US-1. Uh, we're in the Spring Lane Galleria Shopping Center, 804 Spring Lane. So if you're on US-1, we're, you're, you're going you're gonna to see the shopping center. You're not, you're not going to miss it. Uh, okay. So it's very, very easy access. What's the anchor tenant there? Uh, Lowe's Food and Pet yeah, Smart. Yeah, I saw that there. Yep. Lowe's okay. Food does have a beer den there as well. So you could just hang out and just drink beer in that shopping food. center for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what, speaking of Lowe's Food, on a little bit of a tangent, they are doing things to get people to hang out. Like, some of those Lowe's Foods yeah, beer, the beer den, den yeah. they're doing, like, bingo, like mm-hmm. music bingo or trivia, things like that, to get people to come hang out at the beer den. Yeah, don't. don't. And it's half-price pints on Thursdays. Don't knock the beer den. The beer den's bringing craft beer to some people, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
speaking of uh, speaking of these kind of night, you mentioned trivia night. Um, maybe I'm just the wrong person to ask, but maybe I am you're just being trivial. I am, I am, I am amazed that trivia nights are still like a a pop. Like people Dude, really love going to these. They're things. everywhere. They're everywhere. Well, like, like what they started doing, and you can you can answer the question in a second, but they're doing like theme trivia nights. Oh yeah. Like I went to a Harry Wars. Potter one. Yeah, right. They'll just do all these yeah. different themes. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, when you're opening up a place, I mean, was that something that you always had planned to do? Or is it just like, oh, I guess we kind of have to have one because people really are into this? I think it almost became a thing that we have to have one. But what we've been doing is, <laughs> yeah. here recently, we've actually been teaming up with different charities. Okay. We did the Temple yeah. Theater, which is a uh, vaudeville-era theater here in, in Sanford. It's uh, okay. In, it's near downtown. And gotcha. they, they, they hosted a trivia night, and it was all theater-related. We teamed up with a uh, journalist website, The Rant. Here, yeah, yesterday, yeah, yeah, and uh, they uh, they ran trivia and it was all Sanford related and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, we've been trying to like, yeah, do theme nights, do things like that. People love Mike doing trivia though. Oh, really? Mike? Oh, especially when he does movie quotes and everything like that. So oh, they, they love him doing trivia. Okay, all right. Well, it's been a little 90s music trivia for you. Uh, <laughs> 90s rejoin, <laughs> 90s, 90s rejoin is dead, unfortunately. Uh, we you should moved- do a North Carolina. Brewery trivia. We've moved on to the millennial wow. region. I don't think I could keep up anymore. I know. No, I've, I've, it's, no it's, it's very, very difficult to keep up with these types of things. But uh, no, but if you do have a 90s, if you guys are going to play clips of 90s tracks, you all let me know. I'll show up and just be the ringer. All right. I'll just uh, I'll just crush everybody with that sort of thing. Uh, all right. So what is next? Congrats. You've opened up a brew pub. You're brewing <laughs> beer. People are now showing up. Now what? Um, I just think you know we're gonna we're gonna keep just trying to put a, an awesome lineup of beer out there. We're gonna keep uh, you know kind of rotating our food menu and then um, just giving people different options. And then I think eventually you know we we got some collabs on the horizon, um, and then we're ultimately gonna probably look at getting into some distro. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how big you know we'll, uh, footprint we'll get, but uh, at least you know just try to hit hit the markets that you know may not be familiar with us uh, or Sanford and just put us on the map. There. And this is going to be keg distribution? You guys, any sort of packaging? Yeah, no no plans to package now other than some limited release site stuff, maybe in some bombers. Okay. Like that, yeah. Okay. So what's your uh, brew house? How, how big is your so we're system? At, we're a five-barrel brew house, okay. and then our cellar's 10. So, okay. stuff. so yeah, we yeah. have the capacity to kind of brew in and, um, and, and up production just a little bit. Okay. Back to beer. Uh, we tried the New England. Yep. Um, I mean... It went down it's, pretty it's, quickly. It went down so fast. I wasn't sure. I was. I was reaching to get another shot. I mean, yeah. Another I mean, drink. New England's a little bit different, like you said. I was going to say the, in, in you didn't do much to like yeah. keep it extra hazy. It's fine. It's so fine. What, it's it's what people well, t- typically. The obviously, was crushable because mine went down pretty easy. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the West Coast. So <laughs> the West Coast. Not yeah, that yeah, I enjoyed. disliked the New England. No, no, but no, obviously, no, no, no. I yeah. prefer the West Coast. Uh, I'm going to the Berliner Weiss now. This is your first sour or your first Berliner. It's a well. So on a production scale, it's it's the first Berliner I've done uh, on this scale. Okay. What what is in this one? All right. So this has an infusion of uh, of cherry of of dark cherry and palm juice, and then it's a it's a kettle sour. Yeah. And uh, that's basically some a little bit of rye in there, some uh, some white wheat, and uh, just to kind of give it a subtle spice. Um, you know, nothing nothing outstanding for hops or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of wanted to make an easy drinking. Uh, Sour beer for the the sour beer lovers out there. I didn't want to go overboard and, and give somebody like a lactic bomb or anything. No, yeah, no. I think it's very drinkable. Is this a Don Cherry sour? <laughs> Not a salty Don Cherry. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> no, it's 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 very drinkable. What's the ABV? Like three and a half, four, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like four one. Okay, yeah. Very I mean, nice. typical, easy drinking Berliner. Um, Joe, you haven't asked about syrup with your Berliners. Is this? Uh, yeah. Where's my little shot of syrup to pour at the same, you know, that's how the Germans do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I, you know, we don't, this is, we, that's not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we don't subscribe to that. Maybe. I think mean, I've that's had maybe the, two in my time in the beer business of where we actually had the syrup to go with it. Yeah, I've never, I've never. No, you never? Mm-mm. No, at, at Beer Con when you're somebody did the syrup. Oh, yeah. did they? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not allowed, I'm not I wasn't allowed to drink, drink either until after. And trophy, uh, trophy will do the. Or they used to do. They've gotten away from. I think it was trophy actually. Yeah, they've gotten away from doing a lot of Berliners. But uh, when they when they would do them, right, right, yeah, they would give you the little shot glass of the syrup to pour as yeah, much or as little place as I you tried want. It, so yeah. Um, and the only reason why it's not me that cares. Ultimately, it's Kelly who cares. 
Yeah. You know? So she's sure. always looking for that authenticity. Yes, she wants the authenticity of a uh, of a Berliner. So you you go ahead and you just blend all this stuff together in just one shot. So. We do. We do. And actually, the the fruited part is add, added in the secondary fermentation, just to get get a little bit more of those flavors in there. No, it's it's very nice. Um, Thank you. So real quickly, what else? What else? What other beers do you bring? I don't think we're going to be able to get to yeah, them all. We're going to throw out of here. All right. So uh, actually, we have a rye PA um, that is very. That's the newest thing on the lineup. It's a rye PA, um, like twenty five percent. I kind of broke some rules there um, for other brewers out there listening. But uh, so twenty five percent rye in the, in the mash, um, and and just really we wanted to kind of let the rye do the walking on that beer. Other than that. Um, it's kind of, you know, a, a more of aggressively hop pale ale, but you do have the rye, um, some Chinook hops in there, kind of filling out the rest of the flavors. Uh, we also brought uh, the Ruckman Cometh, which is our winter warmer uh, brown ale, a little bit higher ABV brown ale uh, with black peppercorn and molasses, um, adding some additional flavors there. I like how you apologize to the other brewers for actually doing something that's not true to form. Because I mean, heaven forbid we put some Count Chocula or something in a beer or some 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 you know just corn some syrup. adjunct corn syrup whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I appreciate your that was that sarcasm. No 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 no. no. <laughs> so, yeah. going, going back to that, what what rules did you break? You said you broke a couple of rules there. What, well, I, what, I think, with the I think rye? normally you know if you're if you're looking at using rye, I think a lot of people may, and I and I could be way off, but I think I think the key is maybe ten percent there, and you know it's just you know you don't want to get in a stuck stuck mash or anything mm-hmm. like that, and. Um, Okay, just time out. You said stuck mash. Um, You and I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's a miserable thing, but talk about what a stuck mash actually is. Yeah, well, so basically you're not, you're not really, you're not, you're not pulling any liquid out of the grain bed. I mean, it's kind of stuck. So the bottom, so the the mash tun has a false bottom and we're kind of, we're running, we're running like, we're pulling beer out, but we're running water over top and and sparging through the grains. And, uh, you know, that can, has the ability to, to be stuck and... I've never done that, and uh, I did. I wanted to avoid it, but I really wanted to let the rye do the walking on this beer. So, did you do any? Did you add any rice hulls or anything? Yeah, I did corn I did. syrup. Okay. Yeah, uh, extra <laughs> extra corn syrup in that one. For the, uh, <laughs> so, what what that is when when, oh, when you're brewing and you want to prevent a stuck mash, especially with something extra sticky like certain malts, yeah. just tend to to you know do that to a mash. You add rice hulls to kind of right prevent that from happening because a stuck mash can turn a six-hour brew day into like a 14-hour brew day joe i'm just impressed with how much knowledge adam has gained on this podcast and then especially in the last couple of years since he's actually been helping brew i he's just, he's just a wealth of knowledge now i i remain the same i'm just here to drink so <laughs> feel i'm glad I he's on here with like us that might not be 100 percent genuine you feel, was, you was, feel no, attacked your knowledge is attacked. so much better than it was i mean you had a good knowledge before i know nothing about brewing all I know is just I like to drink. I know a little bit about the business side, but that's it. Yeah, I just is it does it taste good or not? Right. Well, I mean, I just I want to make yeah. sure that um, you know anybody listening when when Absolutely, something like yeah. stuck mash or I'm something comes up. I'm glad y'all explained because most time I'm yeah. like what? what? But now you know, I mean, for the seven listeners out there, uh, eight if my mom's <laughs> in town, um, we're gonna make her listen. To she it. doesn't need to be in town. But those I was gonna know, say the, she can download. No, it. no she has to be. That's the only time she listens when she's in town. Oh, uh, okay. That's the, right. point. That's the beauty of a podcast. Yeah. You don't have to be in town. <laughs> anyway, just or saying. Live stream. All right. Anything? Anything else we need to know about before uh, before we say goodbye? No, anything, I think that's anything, it. anything coming up? Any upcoming I mean, events? You got, anything I mean, we know about, about your trivia nights. Any any other right, kind of uh, things that are going on? Live music on Saturday nights. We try to showcase local musicians, um, not just local to Sanford, but we kind of consider like regional musicians there. Saturday nights, trivia yeah. on Wednesday nights. Your hours. Uh, so we're open. We're only closed Mondays and Tuesdays. I think I feel like we have traditional brewery hours. Okay. Uh, closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Open uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, starting at four, and mm-hmm. then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we open at noon. Okay, uh, till, cool. Till ten. I got to get down there. Yeah. The, f- the the food and the beer enough to hopefully yeah, get the, me back. Yeah, absolutely. And Sanford's Straight not up. that far. No, it's not that far. Oh no, especially because I'm already in Cary. So I'm, yeah, you know, Joe's in. Just hop on US one. Yeah. And go into town. I mean, it's not like it's Fuquay. It's actually closer to Fuquay than it is to. Uh, the Sanford, but, but Fuquay just sounds further away. Well, you away. have to make that left turn on 55 to get to Fuquay. Yeah. Where you can just stay straight to yeah. get to Sanford. That's a good point. Uh, Mike, you want to tell them about uh, Camelpalooza? Camelpalooza? Oh, so, like what is uh, this? Uh, we're, we're trying to get something that works now where we have like four bands, like a kind of a, a <laughs> afternoon in the night music mm-hmm. uh, festival. 
Um, so we're trying to get the details down on that. Uh, I don't know there's enough substance there yet, but we are. that's something that's in the works for us. Do uh, you have a date? April 20th, I think, is the first date we're going to be 20? able to, to do that. Um, okay. Okay. We try to get Saturday. it in, in the March, yeah. So, But just with some of the, some of the bands we're talking to um, – it, you know they're just everybody's schedule so i think yeah in another nc beer month no, it's nc beer great. month i mean that's, that's, right, that's yeah. the time Absolutely. to do it so yep. yeah great well thanks for coming in all that stuff was great the food was great and uh we'll have to grill cheese stations next time man, man. Yeah. yeah yeah grilled yeah. cheese to actually no i'm uh, i'm gonna have to take the kids out there because they're like what you can what do I'm what thinking, with the grilled cheese uh, well next time you guys come down and see us oh no yeah, we, yeah, will. Absolutely. we definitely yeah we definitely will that'll wrap it up for this edition of the 919 beer podcast what do we got coming up next week uh, we're going to try it again with Paul Wasman from Barrel Culture. You're not going to get sick? Maybe he you guys will I, be He and sick. I will both be healthy next week. Good. Sure. Don't jinx it. No, I'm good. I already right. had the flu. I can't get it again. That's not yeah, how that right. works. That's exactly how it works. I, no, I'm it's not basically chicken, it's not immunized chicken pox. now. That's not chicken pox. Yeah, I gave myself Are your kids the, still in public school and you can get sick? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. A private good. school or any kind of school. Yeah, I was going to say, wherever there, there are. There are six kids out in Max's class right now with the flu. There you go. I mean, I was in the Duke <laughs> locker room. Like I was in the Duke locker room this past weekend, where apparently everybody was throwing up from the flu. So it's like wow. knock on wood. Hopefully that won't uh, that won't be the case. So anyway, lost last night. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, we'll just keep moving. I uh, stick to I, beer. I don't remember anything past Barack Obama showing up. You don't remember the? Uh... No. No, all don't remember it. anything. That was it. That was I, it. I got my picture of Barack Obama and see if people you try did. to take a picture. Oh, I saw and your then, picture. Uh, yeah. Have was, you seen done. the the, the, the latest pre- shirt? That's the second president I've seen taking a game at uh, Duke because uh, George H. Dub was in the house. I did the same thing. I was like, <gasps> former president. Did you see photo. the meme this morning with Obama on the phone? And it said, "Yes, Duke." No, I don't think choking is covered in Obamacare. No, yeah, it's not covered. <laughs> uh, I, I was just enjoying the. I just saw the latest uh, Carolina shirt. It just says blowout. Oh! <laughs> Laura, wow. Bla- Laura Blake had it on her page this morning. It was oh. a blowout, and it had, it had a shoe with the, the bottom shoe with the score. Of, and the score. Wow. Man, that's rough. That is rough. <laughs> anyway, reminder you can listen to that one on your podcast on iTunes and Google Play, obviously on the WRAL Sports Fan app. We will see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.